Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're in part two in our conversation. We hope you enjoy. Well, you know, one of the questions that comes to mind for me is like, what are some of the misconceptions that you've noticed about addiction and how have those changed for you since coming on staff at the refuge? Sure. Um, um, I think probably one of the things growing up, one of the perceptions that I have of that um, was that people, I didn't understand why someone would choose to do something um, that dangerous, you know, especially, you know, illicit drugs like, you know, heroin and now fentanyl and everything. I, I just couldn't really understand it. I mean, I understand vices and I understand people who smoke and I grew up in Southern Ohio, a lot of people chew tobacco and those kinds of things. And I even did some of that, but I, 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 I didn't realize, I guess my perception was, um, I didn't realize the trauma sometimes that's behind the reason that people become addicted to, to anything really. Um, and the compassion that we need to have for those people because they could be dealing with abuse, sexual abuse, they could be dealing with a really terrible injury that is still causing them great pain. And, and, and it really just kind of opened my eyes and then God opened my eyes to how we have to do everything we can at the refuge here to help them, not just in, in becoming sober, but in the practical things too, you know, finances and credit and them getting a job and, and, and finding a place to live and getting a car. And, I, and, and that was one of the things that I really, really loved about the refuge that your dad had always tried to do was it wasn't just the, the 13 months they were here. This is a cradle to grave kind of thing. So that alumni community just continues to, to grow. And, and I just, I think the perception was, I, I wasn't really thinking deep into it to understand that they were having a lot of problems and it just wasn't the fact that they wanted to get high just, just for the heck of it. There were some deep seated problems there that they need people to come alongside them to help them to, to get out of that. And of course, you know, they needed Jesus as well. That makes a lot of sense. You know, you alluded to it a little bit earlier. It's amazing how God can use, you know, the parts of our story that maybe we don't even know that sometimes we wonder why we're doing what we're doing. I know I have, um, obviously yeah, I know you don't have regrets or I haven't heard you say you have regrets in any of your banking experience, but how you're using a lot of that now, um, at the refuge. And I'm just, uh, you know, where my mind goes is I know that addiction is complicated. It impacts all of life. There's not a quick fix. Um, what are, you know, what are some of the struggles caused by addiction that aren't physical, but are related to, you know, finance taxes in business that you've noticed in helping men at the refuge? Sure. Um, we've, I, I tell you the one thing about the men in the refuge, a lot of them, many of them, many of them come through with a lot of them have an, a good skill set, especially in the trades. Some of them have owned their own businesses. These are smart, intelligent, resourceful men. And um, what has happened is, um, it just seems, you know, everything gets focused on the fix and trying not to get dope sick and trying to that, that they let all the things that they've kind of worked for all this time. They let them go. They let their credit slide. They they're, they're only worried about, you know, certain things, even relationships. And what happens from a from a practical st- side 
is they lose their ability to function in, in society in a successful way. Um, you know, they can't obtain loans. They can't hold jobs. Um, you know, or if they do, you know, they're not moving up maybe like they should because it, it, it hinders them. Um, and, and I've talked to many of the men who, man, they're just so talented. Um, and they're and a lot of them have tons and tons of knowledge. And and it's and it's a shame because they say, you know, I just wasted it away during my addiction, you know, whether it's their savings account or their job or or whatever. And, I, you know, I, I, I think. That's probably one of the saddest things to me is is to see them um, really lose a lot of things they've they've worked hard for all their life. Even if it's even if they're only in their twenties, but they've worked hard for. It's really sad to see some of that stuff um, get away from them because of their addiction. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with part three in our conversation. We'll see you then.